Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This is Ask a Painter Live. This is a weekly live Facebook and Instagram show, dual broadcasting again tonight. Um, it's been going on for over seven years. Uh, I go live weekly and we talk about the life of a master craftsperson, a paint business owner. And uh, through, the, uh, through the year, we have an ebb and flow of, of um, topics and discussions, some very data heavy, some very feelings heavy. I tend to stray into the feelings a little bit more uh, in the summer because we are busy. We are going a thousand miles an hour, which is the topic of this show, which is beating that summer rush because we are in it, folks. We are in the last week of July, going into the first week of August, and especially in the upper Midwest, we get five months of summer and we got to do everything. We got to make all those happy clients everywhere. So uh, it is go time here. Now, in the show notes here, I launched a ton of stuff at you guys here um number one <laughs> there's a whole bunch of events coming but my friends at bta contractor evolution some of the smartest guys on the most cutting edge uh, of our industry and helping those in our industry uh, i did uh, an amazing podcast with them we had a discussion that was like no other uh, that podcast is now released. I'm sure you've seen some snippets. They do some very dramatic uh, editing with black and white and things like that. I love it. It is the most flattering thing I've seen in a long time. Uh, those guys are absolute pros. I'm so glad that the service industry and contractor industry uh, has them there. Uh, link in there for Spotify and for YouTube. That was absolutely awesome. Now, there is a string of events coming up, and we're populating these and adding these to the PCA, PCA's website uh, as we can, uh, as the details get solidified. But uh, a couple of the biggest ones, uh, I think the next one is actually this this next week. Uh, the link wasn't working for me, so I'm sorry I didn't post it, but Corey Leister is actually having a cabinet refinishing master's class uh, at the Surf Prep facility uh, later on this week. So if you are in SoCal, I would urge you to go see one of my best friends in the industry and uh, get out there and go see her. Uh, then after that, uh, I was able to collect the links after that off the PCA's website for Women in Paint, for Spanish-speaking conference, for commercial conference, uh, for my master's class at the Surf Prep facility, uh, link coming soon. We got to solidify some uh, some more information on that and then some marketing collateral. Uh, but otherwise, there is a ton of information. There's a ton of links, uh, and of course, I linked Expo, folks. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you are not going to miss Expo this year. Uh, we are shooting for the moon, folks. Uh, for those of you who were there this last year, you understand what the buzz, the excitement, that the crackle in the air was. And uh, we are going for it this year. If you thought that one was good, especially Club 501, uh, our little private club as well, that'll be following us uh, again this year. So it'll be a lot of fun. Ah, Fernando Granado, uh, Benoichi, my friend, down in Brazil. Uh, good to see you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching here. And before we dive into some of the content here, I'll kind of describe why I'm sitting here out in the wilderness. Uh, but also, uh, I just want to say thank you for watching. It's Sunday night. Technically, we're all on family time, uh, but it's hard to fit these in during the week. You know, it's there's a lot of commitments, but uh, in seven years, I've not missed a week. I've kept my commitment to you guys for doing this. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, I would urge you guys 
go to all these events that you can. It, they fill us with so much energy uh, and also personal favor to me right now if you guys would share. Uh, that is the kindest thing you can do. If you guys share it out to your friend group, this is called the force multiplier strategy, which is you guys are the influencers. If you send it out to your people, the odds are that you have a very uh, like-minded group of individuals that follow you and, and um, uh, talk with you. And they probably share our core values as well too, so share it out there. Um, okay, so there is no spreadsheets to go over tonight. Um, there is no screen shares, things like that. I am in my beloved blo uh, box blind. Uh, I was out here and I re-oiled the entire outside um, today. It was a act of passion. I absolutely love this stuff. This is this entire thing inside and out is made of a shell of reclaimed wood from churches, from schools, from historic homes in the area that people call me and they don't want to end up uh, in the landfill or burned. So I have sheds full of this stuff and we use it uh, in these things, these special structures. This one will be in my family for 100 years if we're lucky. Uh, so wood that is between 100 and 300 years old. Uh, at the time it was put into these old structures. Uh, it lasted for 100 years in these structures. The structure met the end of its useful life. I found another use for it and it is not uh, a decorative object. This is a structure. Uh, that we physically like do things within our family. And uh, right above me up there, uh, you guys can't see it here, but I added a second deer head uh, to the wall up there. And uh, we have uh, we have gotten three bucks in two years off of this property here. And uh, the two heads that me and my family have harvested from this land, right from this box blind, are now up there in European mounts. So it's uh, good family memories, uh, food for our family, and, and all that other stuff. Now, here's the deal. We are um, we are not going to do spreadsheets. We're not going to do job costing. We're not going to do metric-based bidding and all that stuff. I tend to go more into, you know, there's a data and a feeling side to everything that we do. And the feeling side is uh, typically what I spend a lot of the summer on. <sighs> Being out here is a release. It's beautiful. We wait all year for this stuff. We go hard with mastering the basics in the winter. I go through my steps to professionalization. We're sharing documents. We all have more bandwidth, right, for our families and for our businesses and everything. But right now, July and August, it is go time, and we're all feeling it, right? I'm seeing the chatter on Tanner Mullen's Facebook group, on um, uh, Corey Leister's Facebook group, and all over the painter internet uh, that... Um, People are crunched, man. People are feeling the stress and people are second guessing their place in life. They're second guessing becoming a business owner. And uh, uh, it's uh, people are feeling the stress right now. So I thought I would walk through a couple basic things that I do, strategies with me and my people uh, to sort of, you know, uh, lower that stress, but also take any of your questions, take any of your comments, commiserations, things like that um, about any of that stuff. So let me just scroll quick through. Uh, Hello, Ryan Davis. Good to see you amongst many others. West Coast Woodworks. Good to see you guys on here too. <laughs> this is awesome. So many people watching here. Ah, great support. Happy Sunday from Rivera. Good to see you, man. Okay, make sure I don't forget anything here. Holy cow, Chris Mole. Just love the growth and collaboration within the last few years. I appreciate all the thought leaders that are paving the way for us. You mean the world to us. Uh, grittiest man I know, uh, Chris Mole. And that's coming from a gritty man right there. So uh, Jim Callahan. Jim Callahan. So um, uh, past apprentice and friend uh, of, of Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration, my company, has his own show uh, where he uh, does cocktails, which... Um, uh, 
makes me always second guess my thought about going into spreadsheets and job costing where I should have just went into a cocktail mixing show years ago. So Jim, I know you got some new merch. We got to do a merch exchange. I got magnets, stickers, bumper stickers coming, uh, new shirts and everything like that. So Jim, uh, uh, Jim uh, is a great close friend of mine here. Uh, he's a client, past apprentice of the company and friend of mine. And also, like I always mention when I'm out here, I got a cool old 40s at 50s door right here uh, that he gave to me as part of this project. And so again, stuff from friends, pieces of uh, our friendship here, uh, in this special place out here. So yeah, you guys can see this. Like, all right, <laughs> before we jump into this strategies for beating and beating the rush, let's talk about the calm and the silence and being present right now. So I am the luckiest guy on earth. My family is calming down into the house. Uh, we've had a great dinner. We grilled. Uh, there's a homemade lemon pie that me and the kids made that's waiting for us. And now this is like farmland, historic farm there. Uh, we got great neighbors out here, uh, the neighbor farmers and stuff that uh, that allow me and my family to hunt this land and stuff too. Uh, this this is all their land, uh, neighbor farmers. Everything on the other side over here is, is mine in this rectangle right here. And it's a great place for our family. Um, we did a dirt bike adventure today. Uh, little Pookie had the dune buggy out here. Uh, uh, me and uh, Surfer Boy had the dirt bikes out there and we were having the time of our lives. And, and as I was oiling this shack today, before we went to a parade uh, in a neighboring town, we had, boy, we had a full day today. Um, uh, I was oiling the shack, my kids were running around, the dog was running around, and it was just, it was just beautiful. So remember, one strategy for beating the rush is to make sure you set some boundaries on your time. Now, if you are a business owner and you are growing and scaling a company, uh, you may have to um, uh, jog in and out of those boundaries sometimes. Um, uh, one of my best friends, Jason Paris, always says there's trauma in startup and it's going to take a lot. This is not a nine to five job if you are starting up a business and growing it and mentoring people and, and things like that. So just understand that um, knowing thyself and knowing what you're good at, what you're not good at. If you are not good at something, you can certainly practice the grit philosophy that Chris Moll was talking about, which is um, intentional practice, reach goals, and making yourself better for the rest of your life, finding a passion and doing it. If you are absolutely bad at it and you know that you can't get better at it, um, having somebody else do it for you is a good strategy. But the problem is a lot of us, would, uh, when we say that, a lot of us think, well, I'll just delegate to this person. Or if I pay somebody else to do it, it'll just get done automatically. And it typically doesn't, right? That's not, it's not how humans work. So one of the things you're going to have to do uh, is find out, not find out, understand and embed inside your being very deep the difference between a technician, which is a craftsperson or a painter, um, the uh, manager, and then the leader. You will always have to be a technician in your business. Doesn't mean you have to paint, but if, if you are the most knowledgeable painter, you will have to then be the technical advisor for your company. If you are the most technical business person in your company, you're going to need to be that advisor. Uh, we always have to be the leader, right? There is typically not a whole bunch of leaders. You don't typically hire uh, a visionary or uh, somebody like that for your company. The problem is most of us have one leg in technician and one of them in leader, and we completely forget about the manager. Every human, including myself, I have many managers. Uh, in fact, I get some sort of training, coaching, mentoring, accountability from five or six different entities, give or take. Uh, that's what I've found that I need uh, to perform at a very high level uh, and to keep boundaries and, uh, and to make sure that my mental health stays okay and, and uh, physical health and things like that. So, But we always, tip, we always skip over the manager part of stuff. Humans need managers. And 
a leader is that big, the big relationship, the visionary, the inspiration sort of thing. And you're just out there doing it. Yeah, this is great. Ah, I'm setting out the 10 year goal of the company. And then there's the painting. And sometimes in most of our companies, there's nothing in between. Humans need that manager. Now a manager is a different human from a technician and a different um, human from a leader. They are consistent, not extreme. They do the nitty gritty. They are block and tackle. They do the same thing, the coaching, the mentoring, the slight accountability every day. They run the SOPs to a T every day and they don't get sick of it. They don't, um, they don't sway. They don't get lax in their systems. Uh, they absolutely just stick with it. It's that routine, that, that consistent professional manager, CEO routine sort of thing. And honestly, that's one of the things that I struggle the most with. And if that sounds familiar, everybody, most of us who started these companies are founders, scalers, cowboys, firefighters, visionaries like that. Uh, that is not us, right? And so we either have to find somebody to do that, find a combination of people to do it, maybe some systems that do it, or do it ourselves. And as, again, our friend Jason Paris would say, um, typically the person who got you here is not going to be the one to take you there. And right now, all of us as business owners are the ones that got us here. We've cowboyed up, we've firefightered up, we've gritted to a certain spot, and then we hit our managerial ceiling or our limit of our managerial abilities. And typically you run through many sort of heroes journeys and things like that. And <clears throat> the level of stress will go up because we're meeting our limits. And typically we do not meet our limits. We have high pain tolerances. Uh, we're firefighters. We love cowboying. We love growing scale and all that other stuff. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a thing where we, we can experience a lot of stress doing that there. So um yeah, so number one, those are sort of like the esoteric things, the feelings-based things. Now, there's some obvious tactical things we can do um, with uh, the summer rush, right? We're all feeling it. So there, there are the high-level things. Um, there's, there's things right now that are a fire hose that we can spray onto a fire, and that's what we're going to talk about. The things that we can do to set up a house that is non-flammable are the things I just talked about, which is setting a long-term strategy for knowing yourself and all things like that. So Nathan Hutzel, my good friend, uh, uh, past apprentice and craftsperson from the uh, from my painting company, just started his own painting company in southern Minnesota, and I couldn't cheer you on more, man. It's just I'm so proud. You're doing amazing work down there. Keep it up. And me and the whole company and every all of the Ask a Painter followers, Nathan Hutzel, are cheering you on down there, buddy. So, uh, yeah, you know we're all here for you. We want to make it a win. So, yeah. All right. And, uh, yeah, Chris Mole, as a firefighter, you would know what this is talking about, man, which is uh, you do a lot of reaction to that sort of thing. Uh, bodily harm to humans, uh, to harm to structures, things like that. There's many things we can do in our lives to even prevent the fire from coming up. And I think that's... That's one of the things that we forget a lot of times, which is we get into this like um, reactionary cycle where we constantly just put out fires and it's going to be chaotic for the people that you have in your company. It needs to be, it needs to be consistent. It needs to be okay. And sometimes even mundane, uh, these systems like that, uh, but it should be predictable and transparent and, and not this crazy roller coaster. So, all right. Let's talk about some tactics uh, to beat the rush. And I will certainly take suggestions from you guys. Uh, if you're just joining us, we are talking about, you know, it's uh, late July, gonna be August this next week, and the rush is on, folks, especially in the upper Midwest. Like, we are feeling it like no other. We only have maybe a month, maybe two left, give or take, uh, to get all these exteriors done, keep everybody happy. And uh, yeah, so let's actually talk about some tactical stuff. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is probably like, okay, the ultimate tactic could be get more people, paint more hours. You just paint more houses, right? But on, on the continuum of 
spraying a fire hose onto the actual problem or setting up a system so it never happens again. We've talked about the things that set up the system. And just finding more people and working more hours is that. But if you don't fix the system, you're never going to have enough people, never going to have enough hours, a lot of turnover and things like that. A median uh, sort of solution is setting expectations. And um, uh, you guys have heard me talk more and more about this over the last couple of years, which is the longer I'm in business, the longer I am a technician, a manager, and a leader, especially manager, I do realize that setting expectations is one of the most important things that business owners do. And we can set any expectation we want, right? And sometimes uh, the thing that I've struggled with the most over the years is where the hell do you set the expectation, right? So um, setting expectations with clients, number one, will minimize the craziness, right? Because a lot of times what we tend to do is because we want to help people and we want to sell jobs and we want to keep our company busy, we will just simply overpromise. We'll be like, oh yeah, of course we'll get to it this summer. Meanwhile, you know damn well uh, that if you take all the jobs on your book right now and chart them out with how many hours each job has, you're probably not going to get to them, right? And so that is just an improper way of doing it. Now, Yes, it can feel bad to tell somebody a realistic timeline or that you won't get to them this year, but you can also create a structure where you can actually get to them. You can start an apprenticeship program, hire more people, use some subcontractors, things like that uh, to get to more people. And that's what we've done over the years, which is there's an unquenchable demand for professional home services, uh, especially in the states that have a limited uh, summer, uh, a limited time to get to a lot of these exteriors. So um, what we find is that we have not reached the the end of that demand yet. And we are just behind every year. It doesn't matter how many people we have at any one time, we could have 40 people uh, out there and still we will not meet the demand. We will still not get to some people. And it absolutely breaks my heart here. So Steve Lockwood, do you have a date that you stop with exteriors or do you let the weather dictate that? Yes. Um, so again, um, we, we typically go, I mean, it's, it's going to be May is, is usually 50-50, a little rain, dew, wind, things like that. If it's a dry, it's great. If it's not, we, we expect it. June, July, August are typically just the ripping months. We just hope that everything works out. We hope that we don't get too much rain and dew and wind and, and storms, and we just go for it. September is kind of our last uh, our last month of real summer work. We start losing some of our seasonals uh, mid-August, give or take, and typically they do a lot of our decks and exterior uh, small exterior projects. So we'll start um, we'll start metering out our uh, decks and things. We really try not to do any decks in September because it just gets cold, it gets dewy, it gets rainy. And if you open up a deck, if you spray a deck, if you uh, power wash a deck, uh, chemically brighten it, soft wash it, whatever, uh, sometimes it can be a week or two by the time you finally get back there. And this has been a heavy, heavy uh, year of dew and things like that. So we're really leery in the upper Midwest about September and certainly October. We might be able to fit some exteriors in, but my God, is it a crapshoot? I mean, it is just an absolute crapshoot. It could snow right? Like it's, it's not been, uh, out of, out of place. Uh, we finished a couple houses in the snow in the last 15 years just to get them done. Things like that. It's not ideal. It is what it is. So setting expectations is the big thing, which is just knowing, just look at the average temperatures. Like this isn't, even if you're in your first year of business, this isn't some, uh, unsolvable thing. Look at the historic temperatures when it starts dipping below 35 or 40 degrees at night. Historically, you know that there's a historic date of that and just plan your calendar around that. Just say, well, I'm probably not going to get anything past here. If I end up doing, it'll be good, but it's not this mystery where you don't know what it is. So setting expectations is something that, um, 
is very difficult because again we do want to help people but also uh, you can put yourself in a world of hurt by promising something you can't possibly deliver so uh, setting those expectations is a monster monster thing so now um your people setting expectations with your people too about rain days about due, about work delays and things like that um there are certain things that we just need to get done and so sometimes you need to rally the troops and say, oh my gosh, Tuesday was a rain day. We only work a four-day work week. But guys, listen, everybody come on into the office. We all got rained out. Come in here and say, guys, sometimes as a leader, as a manager, what we need to do is, you know, for the good of our clients, for the good of all our schedules, so we don't get into short days, mayhem, things like that, um, these decks need to be done by the end of the weekend. So eight guys standing in my office, you guys just tell me, how are we going to do it? I'm here to support you in any way we can, but we got to get these decks done. And people respond very well to input on that instead of just saying all right everybody um we only work a four-day work week but uh you're all working friday you say well i don't know let's just all figure it out together because a lot of times people have plans outside of the company as they should so it's very important to get buy-in and input and things like that so all right i'm gonna pause see if we got any questions comments here thank you everybody for watching i love this uh man all my friends down in uh brazil bonoiche uh, West Coast Woodwork, solid content right here. Great work, Nick. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the Paintly Company. Oh, man. Thank you for watching, by the way. Uh, Got to find the right people and hold them accountable. That's it, man. That's what it's all about, that manager and leadership stuff. I'd love you guys' suggestion, too, about how you're sort of keeping, uh, keeping everything good, keeping everything... Um, Proper expectations made, meeting all the expectations uh, of the clients, things like that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, Steve Lockwood. We stop uh, exteriors Thanksgiving weekend. Um, yeah. Oh, man, I wish we could go to Thanksgiving. That would be uh, an unbelievable blessing, but uh, we typically do not that. Jamie Burkhardt, how's it going, my friend? Do, do, do. <laughs> all right. I know it's getting dim here. I thought I had a little more light out here, but, yeah, we're having that kind of... Uh, that sweet light uh, as the sun just dips behind the, uh, the, uh, um, yeah. What do I try? <laughs> like my brain's fried here. The horizon, the horizon. So, okay. Um, so we've talked about the things we can do personally, mentally, spiritually sometimes to even uh, set the expectations, uh, things like that. Um, with ourselves, with our families and everything else, uh, put ourselves in a good place uh, with a family work-life balance so that you can have a full tank to actually help your people. That's a big one here. Um, setting expectations with clients, setting expectations with all of your people, things like that is very big, uh, especially with lead times and things like that. And uh, yeah, we can all be hopeful optimists and we need, to, we need to have that stuff in check sometimes. So Bez, how's it going? Friend of the company, Bez and friend of mine. Uh, da, 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 da. let's see here. Jim Callahan, do you get out in the field alongside your employees on these days or what is the damn dynamic like? Yeah. So I'm the tech, the technical advisor for the company, the master craftsperson of the company. So I will do that. But we also have to understand though, Jim, that if, if I do not manage my team in the office to make sure that the leads are coming in, estimates are getting done, jobs are getting produced and things like that, there could be a lag in that. So Jim, the, the, um, as, as I, I've been following along and you're getting, I believe a master's degree, uh, in, in, uh, in education or, or another certification in education about leadership and, and moving up the ranks and stuff. It, we're probably going through the same thing, which is how do we prioritize our time and block our time out so that we can have all silos or 
segments or parts or humans in our company or, or our entities or our organizations perform well. And if we go too hard in one direction, we can neglect a whole bunch of others, which may not lead to an immediate effect, but certainly can can lead to an effect down the line. So, uh, Jim, it's one of those things, too, where, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, interestingly enough, uh, we had this awesome porch project, brand new porch. The clients wanted a really tricky stain finish on the ceiling. And uh, on the day when it came to do that stain finish, I went out there and did it with my guys. And it was awesome. And and now, it helps that I really love this stuff. And it's, it's a great sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, just be in there to support your guys because it's a tricky finish and I want them to get wins and be in there as the master craftsperson of the company is a big thing. So Jim, I insert myself in very uh, opportune places to provide the most amount of value, things like that. Because if I just sit in the field and paint all day, I can generate a little bit of revenue, but people will lose their manager and leader. So uh, Chris Mole, can't wait for the retreat. Yes, sir, my friend. We're only a couple weeks away. We got some very special guests coming in early, which uh, you guys will find out about, but Chris will be there. Chris is a stalwart of the uh, of the retreat. There will be people flying in from all over the country here. Uh, somewhere between 15 and 18 people, give or take, are coming here. And we're going to our favorite luxury lodge estate uh, in, in the wilderness. Uh, we have our private chef. We have our ski boats. We have our party barge pontoons. We have uh, all that fun stuff, and it, it's going to be amazing. So as always, look for more of that stuff. Uh, it's going to be great here. So, uh, Carlos, when do you – oh, fellow Minnesota painter, Carlos, uh, when do you start booking for winter? Right now. Uh, right now. So uh, we go really, really hard with um, with marketing, probably starting in, you know, the experiments go July, August, a little bit of September. And in October, uh, those experiments sort of update our marketing plan. And we go hard October, November, December, January, February, March, basically in the winter to try to even out that demand curve there. So we're trying to stack as much uh, interior work as we can right now. And knowing that probably in the next three months, we'll determine what kind of a quarter four that we have as well, too. So <laughs> uh, Chris Mole, tennis ball and pickleball champion. I cannot I cannot wait, man. It's going to be so much fun there. So yeah. Um, so I will be after this, I will be taking any questions, any comments, anything else like that about beating the summer rush, managing the summer rush strategies to beat the summer rush, things like that. But honestly, guys, I have not said anything that you guys don't already know. Um, but I know sometimes it's just nice to hear somebody else say it sometimes, right? Confirmation of, uh, of what you're thinking in your head. Is it the right thing? I have a feeling. Is there any data? Well, yes, there is. I, these are all common, common things. Um, I will say probably as a last point is the systems and the processes in your company. Uh, the more simple, the more straightforward, the more transparent they can be, and um, the less fat in them, will allow you to be more efficient with a lot of this stuff. Now, some of them can be painting systems, but a lot of them can just be how you handle leads, how you estimate projects, how you manage projects in the project management cycle. And uh, you can create a lot of chaos. Business owners can create a lot of chaos in those things uh, that can drive away good people, uh, add a lot of friction, and make an otherwise easy sort of job uh, very, very hard and, and not that fun. So um, I would just say, as business owners, um, and I speak to you as one of you, that sometimes we can sit down on a spreadsheet and try to spreadsheet our way out of most problems, right? Like we make the most intricate, complex, zappiered together systems like that that are just going to be great. But in the end, they're not intuitive. They're not with a human in mind. And what you have to do is take a step back every once in a while and re-examine all those systems. Uh, re-examine the humans in those systems as well too. Uh, is their comp plans and their job descriptions aligned with all that stuff? 
is everybody rowing in the same direction? Like these are all business cliches, but honestly, but honestly, uh, there is, if you look at all the interconnected stuff in your business between the 10 year goal of your business and all the way down to the painter, the master craftsperson, the apprentice who is going to work Monday in your business, like are all those things connected? Are they all driving in the same way? And as the leaders, not the managers, not the technician, but the leaders now, we have to make sure we take a big step back from that. And we actually have to see, are all these things aligned? Are they all working together? Uh, are they all incentivized in the same way uh, to approach something? So Chris Mull, I, like you, am staring at this amazing, amazing vista right here. Yeah, this is, uh, we are lucky people. We are lucky people to be out here. And people always uh, wonder, how in the hell we live in Minnesota? And Chris lives, if, I mean, hours and hours north of me. And he has brutal winters and crazy summers and things, even more so. I mean, he might as well be in Canada in the tundra where he is. But this is why we live here. Because it is so sweet. It is so sweet. And, uh, you know, there is no, there is no love, happiness, bliss without suffering as well, too. And I think sometimes as Minnesotans and upper Midwesterners and introverts, we take that a little too far sometimes. Sometimes we probably suffer a little too much, uh, for the blissful times, but boy, uh, the, finding a balance between that and then having this is, uh, is quite nice. So, um, yeah, the, the frogs are just coming out. I see my first couple fireflies here, the crickets, everything else. The birds are kind of settling in for the night here. And yeah, this is a, this is a beautiful night. And there is almost a full moon behind us here. I'll see if I can swing this sucker around here real quick. Cause this is, this is pretty cool. You can see the view that I've been staring at now for the last little bit. Look at that. There's my old silo. What a night. What a night, man. And I think that's probably going to be it for me. I'll probably just enjoy the night out here for another couple minutes and head back in. We got homemade lemon pie uh, that me and the kids made, so that'll be fun. But yeah, otherwise, thank you guys. I appreciate everybody watching tonight. Um, we will continue uh, on this sort of thing here. Uh, I really appreciate all the sharing all the liking, all the following, uh, personal favor to me, guys, doesn't cost you a thing, means the world to me, share this right now with everybody. I mean, this is, this is a great thing we do together here, and I absolutely love this. Um, I put a list of a lot of upcoming events here uh, for you guys, um, links to as many as I can. Some still, still have, yet, have links yet to come. Otherwise, there is an awesome podcast with these guys, uh, BTA and Contractor Evolution out now. And I put a link to Spotify and YouTube, I believe. Tons of show notes for you guys. The retreat is out there. If you guys want a master's class in your area, uh, I put the thing, I put the, uh, I put the link in there, uh, who to contact. But otherwise, guys, uh, it means a lot that you guys are here with me. And uh, let's go out there. Let's manage the rush. Let's set expectations. Let's put some boundaries on our family and, uh, and professional time. Let's go out there and support our people. Uh, not only as leaders, but as good managers. And uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate you all being here. Produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.